Welcome to the Art in the 48 podcast, your Arizona arts connection. I'm your host, Craig Baumler. On this episode, we tell the story of native Phoenix dreamer Tony Valdivinos and how his life inspired a Broadway musical, Americano the Musical. Stick around to meet writer and director Michael Barnard. Imagine being part of a group that means everything to you. Now imagine that one day you learn you've never been a part of that community after all. Imagine suddenly discovering you aren't who you've always thought you were. That's the very true story of Tony Valdivinos, which is making its way to the Broadway stage through the efforts of a dedicated team of artists determined to share Tony's story with the world. Antonio Valdovinos was born in Colima, Mexico in 1990, and when he was a toddler, his parents emigrated to Phoenix. That's where he grew up, attended school, and established his identity. Tony remembers watching the news coverage from his grade school classroom as the Twin Towers were destroyed on 9-11. He says that's when, at 11 years old, he became an American in his heart. He made a vow to one day join the Marine Corps to protect and serve his adopted home. Tony made good on his promise on his 18th birthday, but during his enlistment interview, his world tilted. The recruiter asked for his social security number. He didn't have one, or a birth certificate, or a driver's license. The recruiter told him the reason was obvious. Tony wasn't a citizen. Angry at Tony for wasting his time, the recruiter told him to go home and confront his parents. Tony did, and he says that's when he learned he was undocumented. He felt lost. After high school, Tony tried community college but found he couldn't afford it because Arizona law required non-citizens to pay out-of-state tuition. He started working construction jobs with his father, but always in his heart was the bitter disappointment of wanting to belong to a country that didn't fully accept him. Then, as Tony put it, one of life's sliding doors allowed him to walk through and down a different path. In 2013, Tony was accepted as a dreamer under the federal government's new Deferred Status for Childhood Arrivals policy. He was able to get a job in the mayor's office, becoming the first undocumented immigrant to work at Phoenix City Hall. He had already been politically active during his off hours, knocking on thousands of doors in support of the Democratic Party. Ironic, Tony says, because he was encouraging other people to vote when he couldn't. So Tony decided to start a business that reflected his passion, La Machine Field Operations. Six full-time employees and dozens of part-time high school students provided campaign services for candidates in local, state, and congressional elections, collecting signatures and coordinating volunteers. If Tony couldn't vote to bring about change, he would wield his organizational skills to do so. Tony's story of success 
born from the ashes of his hopes, drew attention to the local media just as two other Phoenix residents were trying to tell an immigration story of their own. PR executive Jason Rose had approached Michael Barnard with the idea of a musical based on immigration. Barnard, the veteran producing artistic director of the Phoenix Theatre Company, agreed to collaborate. Rose and Barnard hired a writer and spent a year and a half on the story. But when they brought in actors for a table read, the team realized that the story they had written wasn't the story they wanted to tell. So Rose suggested they try to tell the story of an actual dreamer. And thanks to the Phoenix media, they knew of someone to call. Tony, who admitted he knew nothing of the theater or musicals, gave countless interviews, helping the writers represent his story accurately on stage. Barnard says that was important because Tony's commitment to America and its democracy make his story a commentary on this moment in our history. Americano the Musical premiered in January 2020 at the Phoenix Theatre Company in a production directed by Michael Barnard, who collaborated with Jonathan Rosenberg and Fernanda Santos to write the book. The music is by Latina composer and performer Kerry Rodriguez, but the story they tell is very much Tony Valdovinos. Tony was there to introduce it to eager audiences. He said, Imagine someone calling you out of the blue, and then a year later you hear 20 songs involving the most important and intimate details of your life. But Tony said the journey was worth it to get people to think more about what dreamers and their families are going through. And it will also put a smile on their faces. Audiences were certainly smiling and standing to applaud every night when the curtain came down. It was one of the hits of that Phoenix Theater season. But Barnard and Rose knew that the show was destined for bigger stages and larger audiences. Now their tale of one Phoenix dreamer is making its debut on the big stage. Opening night is April 21st at Off-Broadway's New World Stages. Coming up, you'll hear from Michael Barnard about the tireless efforts to bring Americano the Musical to life, then to New York, and about the fearless team that was committed to making it happen. We invite you to interact with us on social media. Leave us feedback on the podcast or tell the community about a local arts event you enjoyed. Connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Arizona PBS, and we may give you a shout-out on the show. And we're back with Michael Barnard here to tell us about his show and his own experiences in theater. Oh, my gosh, Michael. I am so excited to have you here today. I do want to get a little bit of history from you. You've been doing theater since how long? Well, actually, I started, I was in my first show when I was five years old. I was the title role in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in my kindergarten and first grade. It was an exciting time, and I was just bit by the bug. I just thought, oh my gosh, I, if I could do that all the time, that would just be super. And I started my own musical theater company called ACTA, which was Arizona Collegiate Theater of Arizona. And then uh, I did have a show band called Montage, and then I had another show band called Spice. And then you also worked for Phoenix Theater. And so what was your position there? Well, I was their first production manager, 
And I was also resident director choreographer. So I was wearing two hats. If truth be known, Tom Holden Dick hired me and he said, I will be the bad cop and you will be the good cop. Tom would just kind of come in and knock things over and just cause all sorts of chaos. And I was to come in and sort of clean it all up and make things change and try to smooth the feathers of anybody that was upset. And that's how we operated. Then you left for a while after that to uh, go to Disney and work for them as a choreographer and director. I did go to Disney in uh, 91, and I was at Disney from 91 to 99. Disney was going through, in 99, a huge change in upper management personnel. And I just felt like, you know, this would be a good time to leave. Just leave on a high. I had been contacted by the Phoenix Theater to see if I would be interested in applying for the artistic director position. And I thought about it and I thought, you know what, this might be a really good time to transition out and go back into theater. So I did apply. I started at the Phoenix Theater in 1999. When I took over the helm, I learned a lot of things that I had not been told when I took the job. First of all, there was less than $5,000 in the bank. No vendors would take our credit. We had an 11,000-member mailing list, of which only 2,000 were alive. We were in debt upwards of $500,000, and our entire annual budget at that time was $750,000. So um, we were in deep doo-doo, and um, now we're a $13 million company. We have three venues. Our bank accounts are flush. And in October of 22, we will start to break ground on a brand new 500-seat state-of-the-art theater. Let's talk about Americano for a second. It's an incredibly inspiring show, and it really puts a spotlight on the dreamer and how important these members of DACA are to this country. They so much want to give back and be a part of the fabric of this country and to really help sustain and move this country forward. So it is an amazing story in that regard. How did you come to know this story? In 2015, a man named Jason Rose, who is the producer of the show, and myself were at a wedding reception. And it was at this wedding reception that he literally said to me, hey, I'd love to talk to you. I'd like to pitch you an idea for a musical. I'd like to do something about immigration and the border. And, and I said, sure, yeah, not thinking I'd ever hear from him again. But lo and behold, he showed up at my office door and we sort of landed on the idea of the dreamer and how important these individuals are and what they desire, which is to be a part of our country and give back and truly give of themselves. So we searched the internet and we landed on some articles written about Tony Valdivinos and we called him out of the blue. And he had never seen a musical, never been to the theater. He came down and he talked to us, to Jason and myself, for over two and a half hours And we looked at each other and said, oh, my God, this is the story. I know a number of Phoenicians were in the original cast. Are some of them in this cast as well? From the original cast, there's probably about seven. Our costume designer is from here, Adriana Diaz, so she's Latinx. Annalise Gaiobi was in the premiere, was from Phoenix at the time. And then we're flying in three individuals from our world premiere who are going to be in the show as well. 
we're extremely excited for you. Our audiences want to know this very singular experience of taking a show straight from Phoenix Theater to New York. Thank you, Craig. Everybody that's in this business sort of wonders if they'll ever get to the what we in the business, I guess, refer to as the pinnacle, which is New York. So it is certainly exciting. And it's a part of my legacy that I'll leave with the Phoenix Theater Company and hopefully with the canon of theater. So it's exciting to be a part of that and to feel like your dream can come true. And I also owe so much of the success of the Phoenix Theater Company to its amazing staff and board. Everybody there is so incredibly committed and is so intelligent, kind, thorough, and that's why the theater has really existed. And Vincent Van Vliet, my husband, he is an amazing leader and leads the staff in such a grand and glorious and caring way. We invite your feedback on this podcast. Please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram, where we will be keeping you up to date on your local Arizona arts events. The Art in the 48 podcast is a production of Arizona PBS. I'm Craig Baumler. Please join us again for the Art in the 48 podcast, your Arizona arts connection. Mm-hmm.